Hey there, guys and gals, friends and foes. Welcome to Back of the Cereal Box. I am your host, the prophet of pop culture, John Pica, and we are going to be talking about Mandalorian Chapter 14, fantastic flavors and where to find them, and you get to meet my new co-hosts, and we're going to do that right now. How about that new intro? And let's meet those lovely ladies up first. Brand new to the uh, network is Aubrey Brewer coming to us via the magic of the interwebs from, uh, are you in Hendersonville or Gallatin? Uh, Hendersonville. Okay. So just down the street from me, I'm in Gallatin. She's in Hendersonville. And um, she is joining me for the first time ever. We've been friends on social media for quite a while. And, um, you know, I said, hey, you're a gamer girl. Why don't you come on the show and uh, be a be a regular co-host from now on? And she said, Johnny, I'll do anything for you. <laughs> of course. Uh, and also joining us, are you ready for this? It is the one, the only, the mythical, legendary D. Barty. We are back together again for the first time in three years. Has it been three years? I don't think it's been that long. Two years, at least. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, because you guys know D. Barty and I, we made history on Tales from the Geek years ago. And then we did um, Comic Stravaganza and the Roll and Go Game Review Show. And then D moved. And then I moved. And we were like hours apart from each other. And now, thanks to the magic of technology we can do the kind of show I always wanted to do. And what is that show? It's Back of the Cereal Box. And, uh, Dee, do you got your cereal? No. You're I not a like, cereal. You got no. coffee. I have coffee. I'm so disappointed in you. Ice, <laughs> ice coffee. Aubrey, what, what are you munching on there? Some multigrain Cheerios. Multigrain Cheerios. And did you say you had... Grape nuts mixed in? Yeah, it's something my brother made me when I was little. Well, that's kind of sweet. Kind of weird, but kind of sweet. Yeah, um, it's just enough sweetness with the crunch. <laughs> all right. I have Reese's Puffs. Peanut butter and chocolate flavored cereal. Um, I, I tried these on my pilot episode. So uh, I'm going to give them a whirl again. And uh, I, uh, I do not do the uh, – I, I do whole milk, only, only the best. I agree. So, yeah, so uh, we'll put some milk in there. And uh, that's, that's what we do, guys. So here's the concept. <clears throat> Back of the cereal box. When I was a kid, the greatest thrill was getting up on Saturday morning. It was appointment TV with a big bowl of breakfast cereal sitting down 
to watch cartoons with your uh, family, or sometimes you'd have a friend spend the night, you, and then you 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 know in the commercials you talk about all the awesome stuff that you see on the commercials, um, the the awesome swag or loot you got that week, and then you sit down and play video games or just go have fun um, like uh, like I'm going to do later this afternoon. And so my goal is to recreate that. So as we munch on a bowl of cereal, we're going to talk about geek pop culture. And Dee has a great smile. <laughs> I'm just listening. It's really early here, and I'm trying to stay awake, and I'm really mad that you made me get out this early. <laughs> well, you'll get used to it after the uh, eighth or ninth week. Mm-mm. <laughs> she said nope I'm not a morning person but see neither am I D but look when the cameras come on I light up baby I don't like these angles either Ugh, well, not flattering you, I'm gonna have to work you, on that you're gonna have to work on that um, I can't even have, stay in camera I had to practice it last night <laughs> well here let's do this do you like that better no no Maybe a little. There's more room. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can move have, around. If we have a guest join us later on, and I've sent out some invitations, we'll go to that layout. But um, so before we get into this, I, I want to um, I want to just point out down below there's a link to support the show via PayPal, and your donation helps improve this show. I would love to buy D a ring light so that she's got some great lighting on her face. Cause you're kind oh, of geez. in a shadow right now. I forgot to turn the lights on. <laughs> I think he was worried more about me having good lighting. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Cause I was going to, I was worried about it too, but turns out that the window being open really helped. Well, that's all I'm using right now is early for me. Is a window. So uh we already have some comments. And and you guys watching get to comment. So gospel illusionist Jake Lindsay, a good friend of mine in um drink just, some uh, Pepsi. Yeah, drink some Pepsi. <laughs> I Dean, have coffee. It'll wake you up. I have coffee. Yeah, so uh she has coffee, Jake. She's got the caffeine going. Everybody gotta, calls it my jet fuel because it's super strong that nobody, you can almost stand a spoon straight up in it. Just kidding. What kind? What kind of coffee? Starbucks. Oh. But I make it at home and then I use my pumpkin spice creamer. I love yep. pumpkin spice. I have Starbucks coffee, uh, Keurig cups. That's what I made. That's awesome. Well, as you just saw, Jake posted a comment. You guys who are watching live on Facebook or YouTube, you can post a comment and we will address it. I'm glad Jake is watching. Keep watching, Jake. Don't go away uh, because I'm going to post a link for you to possibly join us in just a minute. What? Yeah. Our viewers can actually join us on air, on video. So uh, we'll do that later on. But... Um, so, you guys, this week was my birthday. 
Oh, and yeah, a, it was. Yeah, and I'm a lot older than you think I am, Aubrey. Mm-mm. But I don't believe I, it. I got massive loot. Can I show you guys what I got? Sure. So, so D, this is not going to be any surprise to you what, what people got for me. Because my friends know me. I got Star Wars related, I'm sure. <laughs> well, okay. So for new viewers, Star Wars movies and Avengers comic books made me who I am today. And the first gift I got was the Marvel Legends Kang figure. Kang oh, wow. the Conqueror is my favorite Marvel villain. And he's going to be in the upcoming Ant-Man number three. He's going to be the main villain. And if Jordan you... Peele? Is that the one that Jordan Peele's playing? No. Um, um, John um, from Lovecraft Country. John Major. Oh, someone told me it was Jordan Peele, but they must have meant the guy from the Jordan Peele show. Okay, never yeah, mind. Yeah. Um, and next, Marvel Legends Jocasta. She That's is, cool. yeah, this, she's a robot created by uh, Ant-Man, Hank, Pont, Hank Pym. If you had told me 20 years ago that I would have a six-inch Jocasta figure, I would have laughed in your face. She, Because she's like a D-lister character, but in my mind, is an A-lister. She's one of my favorite characters of all time. And um, so I got that. But wait, there's more. There's I also more. got... A new game, Unmatched, Robin Hood versus Bigfoot. This is oh, wow. a battle game, battle board game, where you pit famous characters from history and literature against each other. And this is the expansion pack, Robin Hood versus Bigfoot. Now, you can play it as a standalone game, but I'm hoping to get the core game today. Um, and I'll talk more about that in a little bit. I also got... Back to the Future, Back in Time. This is another board game. This is a cooperative board game where all of the players work together, D, to save the timeline and to save Marty from being erased from history. Are you a really neat? I remember, yeah. I remember our board game show. That was so fun. I still have yeah. a couple of the games. Yeah, I know. I, we we the uh, the uh, sponsor gave us plenty of copies. All right. So also Marvel Legends, Thunderstrike. Again, mm-hmm. if you had told me twenty years ago that I would have a six-inch Thunderstrike figure, I would have said you were crazy. Um, Thunderstrike was. Um, Eric Masterson, who became Thor, and then when Thor took his hammer back, he was gifted a mace, and he became Thunderstrike. So he still had some of the power of Thor, um, but instead of a hammer, it was a mace. And when they couldn't figure out what to do with him anymore, they just killed him off. All right, on to the Star Wars stuff. Then you did rack up, didn't you? Yeah, Star Wars... Black Series, Rebels, Ezra Bridger, 6-inch. This is like the ultra-realistic version of the Rebels cartoon uh, characters. Also from the Black Series Rebels collection, 
Kanan Jarrus, the Jedi Master that trains Ezra Bridger. He died at the end of Rebels. Spoiler. But um, I think we're going to see Ezra Bridger in the season finale of Mandalorian. We'll talk about that more in a minute. All right. There's more. I mean, guys, (laughs) my friends, like, came out in spades. I'm going to save this one for last because it's epic. Um, Speaking of the Mandalorian, Cara Dune, um, the the absolute badass of the series. (laughs) And I, I have another figure of her. Um, but this one is a different paint job. It's uh, like brighter colors and um, just slightly different. Instead of browns, it's oranges and um, whatnot. And D, you're going to love this. You ready? Ready. <gasps> oh, yay! Grogu! Oh. I actually got give, one of those for my kid for Christmas. Give, give him a kiss, D. Are those easy to find? <laughs> um, they are easier to find now than they were last year. Yeah, I imagine, yeah. All right, the Coupe de Gras. Again, Marvel Legends. This is Captain America, World War II Captain America with his motorcycle. Hmm. I have wanted this for maybe three years. It's been on my uh, wish list. And my buddy Scott got this. Uh, Matthew McGlasson got me Cara Dune and Baby Yoda, Grogu. Uh, my son got me the uh, the Star Wars and Marvel Legends characters. And then uh, my friend Lisa Sink got me Unmatched. And uh, Back to the Future, Back in Time was courtesy of my wife. All right. So gospel illusionist Jake says, here's a combination you should do. Coffee, Pepsi, Red Bull, NyQuil, NyQuil, NyQuil. energy all in the cereal. Not, not NyQuil. What, that <laughs> negates everything you, everything else you put in there. And there's a word for it. I can't think uh, where you combine two things like that. I can't remember what it is now. I can't think it's too early. <laughs> It's called a concoction. Well, that too. That's a good old-fashioned word there. That's a, that's a concoction if ever I saw one. All right. Definitely that. So, time to get to our main topic. Fantastic flavors and where to find them. So, oh, yeah. I asked Dee and Aubrey to send me their favorite Ice cream flavors of all time. And so, D, we're going to start with you. And you sent this. Mm-hmm. Tell us about coffee, coffee, buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's like really rich, really creamy. It has like little chocolate chunks in it, which I could do without, but. It's just really good. It's the best coffee ice cream I've ever had. And obviously, it's from Ben and Jerry's. Mm-hmm. Available at their stores and in your grocery freezer. Now, but you wouldn't guess that I like coffee ice cream, would you? 
Well, you drink coffee. Now, your next one was. Nope. Nope. That wasn't the next one. Nope. Well, no, I know what the, the <laughs> one is, but I'm saving that one for last, D, because it's the most interesting. Hey, See, you said we were going to go in order, so I'm just saying that's not my next favorite. Well, okay. That's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll do this one. <laughs> this is from a chain, the, the Blizzard, the Heath Blizzard. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to say the chain name? Mm, you can. Where's it from? Dairy Queen. Oh, oh, Dairy Queen. Oh. Yeah, we do not get paid for that endorsement, but <laughs> I, was, I was a little bit shocked that you both picked Dairy Queen desserts. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit disappointed, actually, to tell you the truth. Ah, <laughs> um, nothing wrong with Dairy Queen, but you know it's the McDonald's of ice cream. And another Dairy Queen, Mm-mm. and and this is the one that I found most interesting for you, D. Was the cotton candy dipped cone? Oh, yeah. Does it really taste like cotton candy? Yes, sorta. I don't know. I can't describe it. I so I don't like cotton candy flavored stuff, but oh my gosh, this thing is amazing. I was like, okay, I'm curious. I gotta try it. I gotta try it because I'm really curious. And I tried it, and like, I'm like addicted. It's so good. <clears throat> well, and Jake Lindsay Lindsay says animal cracker ice cream is awesome. Never it had is. it. Is is it? Well, well, the one at Dairy Queen that they had for a limited time, uh, they had an animal cracker one. It was really good. I never tried that. See, okay, so let me just say, I grew up in the country, and I didn't have, like, dairy queen and stuff close by, so I didn't get it very often. And so when I did, it was like, oh. So, and I like soft serve, so I love dairy queen for that reason. Okay. That's respectable. All right, Aubrey, so I'm going to start with your blizzard choice, the snickerdoodle cookie blizzard from Dairy Queen. Yes. Yes. I actually got it not long ago, too, because I was just craving it. I think they put, like, a little bit of caramel in it uh, and mix it in. I, I don't know that for sure or not, but it sounds right. <laughs> but whatever it is, it's really good. Now, I've not had the Blizzard from Dairy Queen, but here in Gallatin, Swainy Swift's on the square has a snickerdoodle shake. Ooh. It is like Christmas in a cup. I actually used to work like right around the corner from that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, the other, I thought you sent me three. No, I sent two. Um, yeah, that one. And you can pretty much get that at any store that sells ice cream, I would think. Well, tell us about half baked. What What's the deal with half baked? Uh, it's. Well, the description of it is uh, globs of cookie dough ice cream, chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream, and, uh, or not ice cream, uh, dough, cookie dough. See, I'm, it's so early. Mm-hmm. And then globs of uh, fudge brownies, and it's uh, vanilla and uh, chocolate ice cream mixed together. It is so good. I mean, I know it sounds like it, they made it obviously sound like munchy food, but and I think it probably would be a good munchy food too, but yeah, it's really good. 
And you can find that at Ben and Jerry stores and at grocery stores. So we, we, we've gone over like the most commonly found flavors that are going to be easy for any of our viewers anywhere around the country to go get. So I'm going to be a little bit more difficult. <laughs> now, I'm going to start with a chain, Baskin Robbins. Um, Baskin Robbins has their nutty coconut. And nutty coconut is that's walnut. a perfect ice cream for you, John. Oh, it is. It is. <laughs> it's it's uh you're a nutty coconut. Yeah, that's right. I'll I'll claim that title. It's pistachios and walnuts and um maybe pecans or almond no almonds um in a coconut ice cream and it's phenomenal. That sounds really good. Now, that's the only one from a national chain that is on my list. I'm going to have to try so, that one. So the rest, you're going to have to seek out in various areas. A, um, this is Milk and Honey's Buttered Pecan Ice Cream. Ooh. Milk and Honey has one location in Canton, Ohio. And Milk and Honey was named one of the top five restaurants in Ohio. They, they make everything there, homemade. They have a candy shop that they make their own candy. And um, they, they, they uh, do candied pecans, roasted candied pecans in the ice cream. And it's got this super rich, buttery, toffee, candied pecan flavor that I've never experienced anywhere else. It's phenomenal. That sounds amazing. I do like better pecan. You left out one of mine. What's that? You left out one of mine. I did. Uh I I thought you said three. I only had three of yours. Had the coffee, coffee, buzz, buzz, cotton candy dipped, and blizzard heath. The bluebell strawberry homemade ice cream. I, I didn't get that on your list. I missed oh, it. Oh, no. I am so sorry. Oh, well, that's okay. Bluebell Strawberry Ice Cream. You know what? Bluebell is a pretty good brand. It is, actually. And they do. It's the uh, homemade. It's the homemade. I So the reason I put that one on there is because I have never had a homemade ice cream in a bucket that actually tastes like homemade ice cream that you churn. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it reminds me of like my family when I was a kid. They every weekend during the summer we would make homemade ice cream, and that's exactly what it tastes like. And well, that's their theme song. That's their theme song. But it really tastes like like the good old days. It does. No false advertising. It's really good. (laughs) Now, so I will say that that Bluebell, their Heath Bar Crunch is one of the most amazing ice creams I've had. Mm. I haven't tried that, but now I will. Because I love Heath Bar. Aubrey, you were going to say? I I was just going to say, when you said the theme song, I remember hearing it on the radio all the time. Yeah, yeah. I could just hear the tune in my head. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the next three are kind of tied. And it's all based on my mood. Um, So... Because you guys know I love ice cream. I'm like an ice cream like connoisseur. So uh, the next one is 
Friendly's peppermint ice cream. Friendly's was a was a regional chain in northeastern Ohio. Now there are only a few stores left, so it's really kind of almost more of a mom and pop operation. But their peppermint ice cream, boo, is mind blowing. You, you're shaking your head, D. What what have you I had? Like peppermint, so. Have you had peppermint ice cream? Yeah. No, you I haven't. just yes, I have. You don't know. No. You you you've never had Friendly's peppermint ice cream. Bro. I don't you might be shaking like, your head. You'd be going, yeah. I don't like peppermint stuff. Um, and then uh, tied for for first and second, uh, Jenny's ice cream, which is again a small uh, chain here in Middle Tennessee. I think they have two, maybe three locations. Uh, Jenny's Brambleberry Crisp. It's mm-hmm. like eating pie on an ice cream cone. It's unbelievably good. It looks unbelievably good. But the flavor that beats it out for me, Jenny's is a good second. But number one, drum roll, please. Only two locations in the nation. Nashville and outside of Cooksville, Tennessee, Mike's Ice Cream. This is their blackberry cornbread. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's like blackberry cobbler and cornbread in an ice cream cone. It's like eating cobbler on an ice cream cone. Mm. It's the most delicious thing I've ever had. And and if I had to pick one flavor of ice cream over any others, it would be Mike's Blackberry Cornbread. But for our viewers, you can only find it in Nashville. So come down to Nashville, come down to 2nd Avenue, and go to Mike's and get some Blackberry Cornbread. You will not be disappointed. All right, we got some comments here. Ah, here we go. So, uh... My buddy, Scott Kalecki. Sorry I'm late. Having a connection issue with my iPad this morning. Had to jump to the phone. Finally here. Um, is that still a thing? Scott, what is still a thing? I'm not sure. Um, Friendly's Ice Cream, maybe? Because Scott is from Northeastern Ohio. He's my Cleveland buddy. Um, and he says, yes, it was the best, D. Barty. May I have tried. Friendly's was awesome. They used to be everywhere up north. Yeah, they were. And now they are just a small chain. And gospel illusionist Jake Lindsay says, candy canes were made. Okay, so he's going to tell us the story of the candy cane. I love it. <laughs> I love the story of the candy cane. Uh, candy canes were made by a Christian. It turned around as a J represents Jesus and the red stripes represent the blood and the white represents the sins being washed away. Um, Thank you, Pastor Jake. I actually didn't know that. Really? There's actually a great... A lot of people that don't. There's a great story about the candy cane. And on our Christmas episode, uh, I will tell that story. Um, That will be on the 19th of December. And uh, yeah, so Scott says yes, friendlies ice cream. Um, 
I just want to throw out there that Christmas Day is my birthday. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so my birthday is December 1st. Dee's is Christmas Day. So the month of December is Dee and Johnny's birthday. Oh, my gosh, you guys, you know what we forgot to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we forgot to sing the theme song. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is the D. John and Aubrey show. This is the greatest show you know. Everybody, some people started watching it, not knowing what it was, and they'll continue watching it forever just because this is the D. John and Aubrey show. Come on. I'm going to keep doing it until you guys join in. This is the greatest show you know. Some people started. To... You guys are no fun. <laughs> This is part of the job. Hey, you got to give me a break. I'm a little shy. Camera well, shy. We won't like <laughs> All right. So you need to try UDF ice cream. We really like it. Graders in Cincinnati is pretty amazing, too. You can buy pints of it here. So we had a Graders in um, Canton, Ohio, Scott. I was never, like, blown away by them. Uh, I don't know what UDF ice cream is. Does anybody know? What does UDF stand for? United Dairy Farmers? That would so, make sense. Yeah. yeah. United Dairy Farmers are all over um, Ohio. And um, um, and um, I've never had it. it. Can you ship ice cream? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they pack it in dry ice. Oh, that would be yeah. awesome. I would love to try different ice creams from everywhere. Or better than having it shipped, let's go on road trips. Oh. I'm no, going on a road trip this afternoon to um, Huntsville. I'm, well, gonna I'm going to Fayetteville to a horse show. <laughs> Ooh. And Aubrey gets to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of going to work. I'm going to take pictures at a horse show. Okay. That's fun. Dee is a phenomenal photographer, Aubrey. Thanks. Oh. Yeah. I did not know. Is that what you were? Is that who you were about to suggest me the other day? Yes. Okay. Because Aubrey needs new photos taken. Okay. I can do. All right. So, hey, um, I am going to put this up there. Um, Scott, and for anyone else, if you want to be on the air, you can join us. Oh, wait. No, that's that's the wrong, the wrong address. Hold on. You can Hold join on. somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll be on somebody else's show. Um, let me edit that real quick. D, isn't this technology amazing? It's great. We didn't have anything like this back in the past. We had to grow it up. Yeah, Aubrey, we had to um, tape shows that would be edited and then posted. And then with Comic Stravaganza, we did live streaming, but we weren't able to do interactive with our guests. So, oh. Scott or anyone else, if you want to join us on air and be a guest as we talk about our main uh, topic, you can join us at that address. And uh, we got to talk about Chapter 14 of The Mandalorian, The Tragedy. D, did you guys already watch it last night? Yes. Aubrey, are you caught up? Oh yeah. Okay. So, I'll I'll kind of give an overview here of the episode, and you guys um, chime in, and and we'll take uh, 
uh, viewer comments. We got another one here. Uh, oh, Larry Hoy says Buckeye ice cream, Young's Dairy Farm, Yellow Springs, Ohio. All right, Larry, if you will meet me there, I will make a um, a trip. I will be on the next one. It was up late with the puppy and still in bed. This Okay, Scott, I see how you are. I totally understand that. <laughs> so the Mandalorian, the tragedy. Um, here you see Din Djarin and Grogu flying. They've come to the planet. I forget the name of the planet's, uh, what the planet is called. But Ahsoka has directed them to go there. There's a ruin of a Jedi temple. And if you put Grogu on the seeing stone, he will know what to do. And he will call out, send out a beacon, and maybe some other Jedi from around the galaxy will hear the, the, the call and come find him. Now, I think that this is putting him on a direct collision course either with Luke Skywalker or Ezra Bridger. Um, if you didn't watch Rebels, the animated show, you don't know who Ezra Bridger is, but he became a very powerful Jedi who was tempted by the dark side. And you never saw him in the movies because... He was sent into hyperspace with another character that they name dropped last week, Grand Admiral Thrawn. So he was missing during the whole, you know, Star Wars original uh, trilogy era. But at the end of Rebels season four, they do this jump past Return of the Jedi and they show Sabine Wren and Ahsoka Tano going off to find Ezra and Thrawn and rescue them from hyperspace limbo. Anyway, that's a lot of info. So they go, he puts Grogu on the seeing stone and he gets all Jedi'd, right? Ooh, and the straight meditation mode. Yeah. And it sends up this force field beacon um, that uh, Din Djarin couldn't get through. And as Baby Yoda, Grogu is meditating. We see a familiar ship, and every fanboy, every Star Wars fanboy, <laughs> started having a hissy fit. And when their wet dreams were confirmed that that familiar ship was indeed Slave One, and on board was indeed. He's blurred out right here. Uh, this is uh, Fennec, uh, played by Ming Wan. Uh, Ming Na Wan. Ming. Yeah, I was about to try to say her name too. I get tongue tangled every time. And um, back here in the background is Boba Fett, who did survive the Sarlacc pit. And he puts on the armor and he makes a deal with Jin. Uh, Din Jaren, that if he can have his armor back, if he gets the armor returned, he will make sure no harm comes to Grogu. However, we all know what happened next. The Imperial ships land, stormtroopers come streaming out. The trio has to try to, you know, fight them off. And Moff Gideon deploys the dark troopers. They're, they're, they're droid stormtroopers 
And spoiler alert, too late. I've already given so many spoilers. I don't know how they kept a lid on the spoilers on this episode. Mm-hmm. But um, the Dark Troopers snatch Grogu, take off, take him to the Imperial Cruiser. They hit hyperspace. They're gone. And at the end of the episode, uh, Boba Fett and uh, Fennec pledge their allegiance to Din Djarin to help them recover Grogu. And the first stop they make is um, to see Cara Dune. Um, And basically, the Mandalorian is putting together his Star Wars Avengers team to go save Grogu, which will be the series finale, season finale, in two episodes. But uh, that's kind of the, the overview. What did you guys think of this episode? I was personally devastated. I, but as soon as he fell asleep on the thing, like he stopped meditating and fell asleep as soon as um, uh, Mando walked off. It was just, I, I, I was like, no. I was devastated. Yeah, because he had that force field protecting him. I mean, you would have thought Din Jaren would have gotten the hint. I have tried to get through this force field four times, and I can't do it. He's obviously safe, right? I was like, don't be a bonehead. Fight off the stormtroopers. Grogu's okay, but stay there on the high ground. Listen, did we not learn anything from Revenge of the Sith? When you have the high ground... (laughs) Don't give it up. You never give up the high ground. So, um, and pretty much my exact thoughts. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like, come on, we know it's gonna happen. You think that's a strategy in Fortnite too? Apparently, just saying to never give up the high ground. Yeah. Uh, Well, that's what my boyfriend told me. I'm not good at Fortnite, but he always said, if you have the high ground, don't give it up. Yeah. Uh, well, that actually comes from Sun Tzu, the art of war. But, um, I mean, in the Star Wars universe, you know, that's what messed Anakin up because Kenobi had the high ground and he said, Anakin, I've got the high ground. And Anakin still trying, no arms, no legs, burning in lava. So, D, what did you think about this episode? I don't know. It made me kind of sad. <laughs> well, you know that they're going to get him back. I do. This I mean, kind of made me sad. Although I think there is a character that will not survive this se- this season. I don't think Cara Dune is going to survive. Oh no! Oh yeah, you're probably right. Because, <clears throat> and I will I will just say this without getting into politics. She was a big Trump supporter. And she's been, like, protested by cancel culture warriors, toxic fans, to have her fired. But in all of her recent interviews, she talks about being on the show in the past tense. So there are a lot of people think that she's going to buy the farm before it's over. Um, Scott Kalecki says, best episode ever. Do you agree with that, D? That's not what you say. You said best episode of the series so far. I guess it's it was uh, pretty. <laughs> it was pretty epic to watch Boba Fett fight with them, and that was pretty cool. Um. Yes. 
Okay, so I'm not like a true Star Wars fan, so I feel like oh, I, 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 I can't weigh in on this. So y'all think it's the best episode ever? That That's cool. What For was me, your favorite episode so far? I'm not going to try to claim to be the biggest Star Wars fan either. <laughs> I remember watching the original trilogy when I was like real young with my, because my older brother's the biggest Star Wars fan probably, at least until this most recent trilogy. He's, I just never understood it. I never got into it. I, so when the Mandalorian come out, I was like, oh, do we have to watch this? But I started watching it and I actually like it. And my kids like it. And it's like, a thing like my three-year-old just loves it so um but <laughs> so we watched this episode last night and then we had to go back and watch the big worm episode because that's what he wanted to watch and that okay yeah so, so i actually really like that one in the one with the giant spiders right after the worm episode that one's pretty spiders cool. you like the spider episode uh, my favorite of the series so far has been uh, last episode with Ahsoka Tano. But every Star Wars fanboy... Right. So if you're a Star Wars fan, that's why yeah, that's your they, favorite episode. Yeah. Th this one... I just like every, action. <laughs> for every Star Wars fanboy, they wet their collective panties over this episode. Because everyone has wanted to see the return of Boba Fett since he got punked out in Return of the Jedi. Because um, he was supposed to be the biggest badass of the Star Wars universe, and then, you know, he gets punked out in the Sarlacc pit, like, in 30 seconds. Um, but we saw him be that badass. So Scott Kalecki says it was heartbreaking to see Grogu captured, and he says best episode of the season, losing Razor Crest was horrible. So... Spoiler alert, Moff Gideon blows up the Razor Crest and just doesn't blow it. I mean, he blows it to kingdom come. That's one of my favorite ships. So um, will they get it back? Probably not. I, yeah, I, I mean, that was the pieces. <laughs> All that was left was that staff. Yeah, the Beskar steel staff and and the ball and the ball. <laughs> oh, I didn't see the. I don't remember the ball. Yeah, he picked up the ball that that Grogu was. Oh, yep. Um, so he'll be cruising around with Boba in Slave One. Uh, just hope they get Grogu back. They will. Um, he Scott thinks that Mando is gonna die or Boba Fett is gonna die, and that. Uh, Din Jaren, the Mandalorian, gets Slave One. I that, I don't think so. I hope not, only because like I hate when shows make such a big introduction for a character and then they just kill him off. Like, and that's a big one. Boba Fett's a big one, and I think a lot of people would be disappointed about that. Yeah, yeah, and and like Scott says, Empire is my favorite movie, and Boba's death in Jedi was BS. So. Um, if you guys haven't seen Mandalorian yet, we kind of spoiled it for you for chapter 15. <laughs> but let me tell you what, if you're a Boba Fett fan, you're going to be really, really, really happy. And what I loved most about this is that Boba Fett isn't the villain anymore. He's kind of a good guy. And, uh, hey, Jake Lindsay, I saw you in the waiting room. I was going to put you on air. So if you're still watching... We got uh, about 20 minutes left. Jump back on and we'll put you on. We just needed to get through this section first. So, um, 
Any other hey. thoughts about Mandalorian chapter 14? Go ahead, D. Oh, what about Mandalorian? So, well, go talk whatever you want. Uh, I we watched Mulan last night. Okay, so Mulan um, was released for free on Disney Plus. I thought it wasn't Friday. released until today, and we happened to see it last night, and so we watched it last night. So yeah, I was it's like, yeah. be on the fourth, um, which was yesterday. Okay, right, right. Yeah. So you hadn't seen it yet. Mm-mm. Aubrey, have you seen Mulan yet? I, may, I know everything that happens, but no, I hadn't seen it yet. Well, you can watch it for free now on Disney Plus, and um, uh, we loved it. We we I actually paid the thirty bucks for two Did families you- to to watch it. I loved it. I love it. Like, like one of my kids that's a Mulan fan, she was like. Where's the hair cutting scene? And where's the little dragon? And where? And I'm like, all right, look. <laughs> what you have to understand is this is they went a different Remake. route. <laughs> well, no, actually, they didn't go a different route. They stayed closer to the true historical account. Mulan was a real person in China, and in Chinese tradition, in Chinese history, she is their greatest hero, um, and she is a credible. Uh, to to the Chinese, they look at her as almost like Hercules in Greece or Theseus, um, this great cultural hero. And um, so the movie, the live action movie, stayed closer to real life than um, than uh, the cartoon. So Scott asks, how was Mulan? Been waiting for it to come out for free. Uh, it's really great, Scott. And um, I will say, D, will you agree that it was a great uh, model for your girls to see oh, and, yeah. um, an independent female hero that doesn't rely on the men. Oh yeah. I loved it. Love yeah. It. Yeah. So if you have daughters, Mulan is great. Uh, speaking of movies, um, I want to share this with you. Uh, have you guys seen Klaus on Netflix? No. Claws. This is a an animated film that is really, really great. Um, it is a retelling of the legend of Santa Claus, and um, it's it's phenomenal. Um, it uh, it all starts with a postman delivering letters to a toy maker in the woods, and it evolves and he becomes Santa Claus. And it's great. It's a really you know what? I think I've seen bits and pieces of this. I think one of my kids are watching it. Now that you say that. Yeah, it's really worthwhile. You know, so we watched, I guess last night was just a movie night, but we watched that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched that one too. I'll be honest, I've been wanting to watch it since last year. So the well, second one came out, and yep. that's what we watched last night. What did you think of it, Dee? I really liked it, and I was really excited to see more of Mrs. Claus in this one. And I really liked it. I thought it was really cute. Doesn't Goldie Hawn look amazing? Yeah. D? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting on you. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, she definitely has had work done. Well, Uh, I mean, she's in a 
Yeah. Isn't she they older both, than that? I don't think so. I think they're both in their 70s. Oh, I, 70s. I thought you said 50s. I'm like, I'm pretty sure she's older than that. Yeah. Well, that photo that you have up, I can definitely tell, yeah. Uh, but in that, you know, the sneak peek at the end of the first movie, I couldn't tell that much. Well, you know, she's always had kind of this puffy cheeked face, this chipmunk face. Hmm. Um, but super cute, right? If you watch um, Private Benjamin or um, Wildcats from the 80s, you know, she always had, you know, kind of this, I, I don't know how to describe it, um, puffy cheek face. And uh, I mean, she's just smoothed everything out in her 70s. Um, I thought she looked amazing. And for those of you watching, this is Christmas Chronicles 2. Um I love Christmas Chronicles, the first one. One of my favorite Christmas movies, and we'll talk about it more on the 19th when we cover our Christmas movie picks. But um, I love Kurt Russell as Santa Claus, as the kind of danger-seeking, extreme adventurer Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that leather coat, oh my gosh, please get me a red leather coat with- I want his hat. Rabbit fur trim, yeah. Yeah, everything about him was super cool. That's funny yeah. you like his coat, because I was looking at her coat going, oh, it's all fancy. I want one of those. <laughs> well, she she has that beautiful textured embroidery um, on it. And I'm going to remove this banner for just a moment so that you can see it. You can see that embroidered trim, um, and, and it's gorgeous. It's velvet and gorgeous, but his is badass. Hey, I North thought you said Carolina. no cuss words. She's, that's, that's not a cuss word. <laughs> oh, yeah, you said four-letter words. I guess that's three-letter, isn't it? No, that's uh, six. <laughs> but technically, that's a donkey. That's right. That's a badass? Right. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said, never mind. Well, <laughs> well you're right, Aubrey. It is. Yeah. Technically, that's another name for a donkey. So when you tell yeah, me, nice try. early. Early. She's she's right. So a badass. <laughs> a but in this case, Chris Kringle is not a donkey. He's just a badass. Now, I will say this: Christmas Chronicles one, one of my all-time favorite movies. The second one was good, but. I thought it was a little bit forced with some of the comedy and um, it it just, yeah, I I thought it was maybe geared more towards younger, a younger audience than the first one. Did you? Yeah, Yeah, I could see that with all the little L's, which I thought was really cute. I thought it was really funny. They they were, but you know, I, I could do without the L's and especially the, 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 Elf turned bad guy. Oh, is there one of that, those? I didn't watch the second one yet, but spoiler. Oh, I don't care. Well, <laughs> go, go watch it, Aubrey, and, and tell us what you think. Um, I thought it was good. The only part that I thought was like <laughs> I the don't know, kind of weird, was when like so the bad elf turns human, and he's like a pretty hefty dude, right? Yeah. And so he ends up getting this little bitty, teeny tiny drone and holds on to it and flies away on this drone. And we're all like, it's magic. It's magic. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's magic. But he didn't have magic. He only he had. Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, he did. As a human? 
He had magic and he had devices. Well, he 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 was the greatest toy maker that Santa Claus ever knew. Now the only the only scene that I was kind of eh about, I was excited about it was the airport scene, um, Mm -hmm. the the musical number, because the musical number in the first one was epic, and this one was a little bit lackluster to me, but um, still worth a watch. The airport scene, not the musical number. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but I was like, oh, oh. Where she got. Look at this. Scott Kalecki says, go on Etsy and you can order a Santa Chronicle Santa jacket for about 160 bucks. I want the hat. I just want the hat. John's (laughs) like, oh, yeah. (laughs) You can totally see me sporting that. Can't you, D? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'll be Let your beard grow out. That'd be great. Maybe. I've been shaving it real close lately. I, I actually shaved the whole thing right after COVID. And um, you know, I went into uh, to uh one of the, the spots that we do ghost tours and I had my mask on, so no one knew that I had shaved, and you know, the bartender was asking me how old I was and I took my mask off. I said, well, how old do you think I am? And without any facial hair, she's like, seven. <laughs> she's like, you look like a baby. <laughs> I'm like, that's why I grow the, the facial hair, because people think I'm a little kid otherwise. All right. Well, I guess Me Jake too. is not coming back to join us. Sorry, Jake. Next time, um, you're welcome to join us anytime. Um, but you guys keep your comments coming. Uh, did we miss any? Um, I think, I think we got all of the comments. So is there anything else on my, oh, we got to, we got to talk about our sponsor. We got a sponsor D and, um, we are sponsored by the league of impossibleists cosplay comics and cool adventures. And let's, Watch this right now. That's pretty epic. <laughs> that uh, that is a uh, web comic series based on my cosplay group, which is based on my original characters from my book series Tales of the Decoverse, which is coming out, fingers crossed, before Christmas. Um, Got to check with my publisher this week, but check out the League of Impossibilists at impossibilists.com or Patreon.com 
slash impossibilists, you can support the mission of the League of Impossibilists at patreon.com slash impossibilists. And they are time-traveling paranormal heroes defending the timeline from the evil forces of Cthulhu and his minions. Speaking of which, speaking of supporting the mission, support our show via PayPal, John Pica at johnpica.com. And your donations help to improve our show, to improve our production, to pr- improve our connection, our lighting. Because Dee's still in the shadows. I don't know how that works. She turned on the lights, but she's still <laughs> in the dark. What, how did Lurking in the shadows. I'm going to get us all like professional lights that are small and compact, ring, what they call ring lights. You see all the big famous uh, Instagram influencers using them. So Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. It'll make you beautiful and make your skin soft. And, um, of course, you don't need anything to help you guys be beautiful. Aubrey, you are absolutely just drop-dead gorgeous. And oh, well, thank you. Dee she knows I've always had a crush on her. <laughs> and, um, oh, True Scott. Story. Yeah, Scott says, I expect you'll have one by the Christmas episode. He's talking about the long coat jacket. Yeah, um, you know what? I'm going to find that. I'm going to seek that out. All right, ladies. Well, we are coming up at one hour. Can you believe it? It went by fast. Yeah, Did my kids are screaming. Really I, I believe it. <laughs> well, hey, D, D. so next week, why don't you do the episode from your kitchen table? Your bar in the kitchen. She's like, um... Because she's worried that the kids will disturb the show. I, I told you already. That's okay. Sit at the kitchen counter okay. with the TV on. <laughs> you will eat those words. If it is, if it is a complete disaster. Well, you got to ignore them. You got to let them run around and be monkeys. And and Brian can take care of any, you know, emergencies. But But... You know, it'll add to the fun and frivolity of Saturday mornings. Okay. <laughs> you got it. Careful what you wish for. And if it's a complete train wreck, then we'll do something else the next Okay. Time. It's always, you know, you got to try it out, I guess. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, any last comments from Aubrey or D? No, I think... Mm-hmm. More I can't think of anything. <laughs> we know it's on her brain. It's, I, I don't blame you, though. I love coffee. Well, I am going to uh, sign off here in a minute, and I'm heading to Huntsville. So I'm, I'm go- headed to Fayetteville. Meet you there. I am going. I'm going to have to add you on social media, D, so I can see these pictures. Are you going to post them, uh, the horses? Oh, yeah. I love horses. <laughs> Sorry. I I've had a lot. Them. I've got a lot on there that I've taken professionally, so you should check it out. Oh, I will. D-Barty Photography. Okay. It's pretty easy to find. Um, so I'm heading to Huntsville with my Diesel Punk podcast co-host, Dark Soul, and we're going to go visit the Deep Comics and Games because I've got birthday money to spend. <laughs> and we're going to film there for – Back of the cereal box, we'll do like a special 
uh, remote episode with me at the Deep Comics and Games. And then we're going over to the Lucky Dice Cafe to uh, eat and um, play board games. If you've never been to a board game cafe, they have massive libraries of board games that you can check out. Um, and as you eat, you know, they've got a restaurant, then they've got the board game cafe, and it's just a cool, cool concept. So we're going to shoot video there and spotlight. And Scott Kalecki agrees with me. Kids on Saturday morning follows the theme of Saturday morning cereal box, back of the cereal box. I agree, Dean. So somebody's on the same page as him, so maybe maybe he's... Okay, so yes, kids do. Fighting kids that are starving and want their cereal <laughs> right now, first thing in the morning, do not... Give it that would actually get like help the theme though if they yes. see you making the the bowls of cereal for everybody. That's like yeah. kind of yeah. And and what I can do is I can um uh how how do I do this? There's a way that I can just uh make you the center of attention, D. Oh yeah. This is the D Bar T show. This is the greatest show I know. <laughs> 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 crazy, girl, crazy. Um, how did okay? How did I do that? I want to. I want to put me in the middle. Let's see what happens there. I nope. was kind of wondering why you weren't in the middle. Because uh, I haven't figured out how to do it yet. Once I figure out how to do it, you can believe I will be in the middle. <laughs> All right. Um, that is it for this morning, ladies. Thank you for joining me, uh, fans, viewers. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please click the subscribe button and post a comment and share this episode. If you're watching on Facebook, share it, you know, in a watch party with all your friends. And um, until next week, if you like the show, invite two or three hundred of your closest friends and family to come <laughs> join the fun and say it with me, D. And, and on the flip side. On the flip side. <laughs> Bye.